In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Welcome to... Season 9, episode 3 of another podcast. Oh, we're only up to trace. Oh, it's been a while. It's been two months oh, shit. since the last episode. Another note to self to change the intro to our podcast, which says weekly. weekly. We were very ambitious when we began, but that's like all things in life, really. It was crazy. We did that. Mm. Then we moved in together yeah. and then dropped off. <laughs> I don't want to see you so much. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's like once every three weeks and now it's intermittently. Mm-hmm. It's still season two, but it's like eight weeks later. Yeah. And then yeah. since I saw you last, the the Queen died, Olivia Newton-John she died. She also did. The primetime Emmys were been and gone. That the happened. Royal Adelaide show's been and gone. She I got a haircut. Nice. I just did that in the order of importance, of course. Well, clearly you should have opened with your haircut looking <laughs> good. And let's I not think our hair's the same length now. Probably. Yeah. My, my curls keeps it up just a little higher. True that, true that. And your beard is longer though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It, is, it also looks more vibrant because I washed. Oh, it's a fresh. Freshly, it's a freshly conditioned. Is it shampooed and conditioned? A C. A C, senorita. Or Latinx as everyone likes to be called now. On uh, today's ep, we're going to be discussing train wreck Woodstock 1999 because mm. we've got a lot to say about this, Doco. If you haven't watched it, pause this podcast, go watch at least the first ep. I'll bet you'll be hooked. And then you can tune in and be like, whoa, they're right. That was insane. That was my like a little American accent there. Like, but then whoa. lots of other things that we're discussing too. It's one of those days. <laughs> it's all about the he, he says, says, she he says, says bull. We are going straight into our segment called Gone in 60 Seconds, where MJK tries to answer as many MCU-related questions as possible Caveat. in one minute. Today's um, quiz breaker questions also include some comic book-themed questions. Now, that might throw you a little bit. It most certainly will. But you're still only trying to beat four, which yeah. is your score from 902. Which which means, seeing there's, there's a, a spanner in the wrench, yeah. as the kids say. <laughs> it's going to make it harder. Yeah. So I'm, if I get more than two, guess what? Yeah. That's a victory. That's, that's a victory. No, that's a victory. That's how the Germans say <laughs> So we will go through your answers at the end. To Timer count how starts many you got. After, as soon as you finish the first question. That's go. right. That's what I forgot to mention. What is the name of Wolverine's mutant son in the comics? Pass. In the comics, who's the first Avenger to quit the team? Ooh, Ant-Man. The Hulk. After yeah. the cancellation of his first series, which comic did the Hulk make regular appearances in? Oh, this is very comic-themed. X-Men? No. Tales to Astonish. Oh, fuck. With who did the Winter Soldier take shelter with during Infinity War? Is this a movie? Must be. In Infinity War? Yeah. Oh, the Wakandans? Yeah, Black Panther. I'll there give you that go. one. How many Infinity Stones are there? Six. Correct. What species is Groot? 
a tree. <laughs> <laughs> In the comics, what's the name of Thor's alter ego? Oh, sexy Thor. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. Um, in what Marvel comics did the Silver Surfer first appear? Fantastic Four. You know that one. Oh. Yes, nice one. What was the first Marvel movie to earn $1 billion? Oh, that would be Avengers. Correct. In how many MCU movies does Phil Coulson make his appearance? Oh, I'd like to know your answer on that one. I would like... Well, it's gone in 60 seconds, so I need to give a snapshot answer. I'm going to say four. Three. It's Five. Three. Damn it. And I can listen for you in wait, wait. one second. Let me see if I can. Just because Oh, I... okay. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Go. Iron Man 2. Yep. Thor. The yep. first Thor. Avengers. Yep. I've gone too far. Mm, you need to go before Iron Man 2, which doesn't leave much. Iron Man. Correct. So what's the fifth? Um, Lady Lead. He was in a Lady Lead movie? Oh, of course. Captain Marvel. Yeah, correct. There There's your five. So let's see when what your score hair. was. <laughs> when he had hair. Wolverine's son in the comics is Dakin. Oh, I do know that. Ah, cool. Nice. The first Avenger to quit the team was the Hulk. Hulkster. The cancellation of the Hulk made then meant he appeared in Tales to Astonish. Never heard of it. Captain America. I missed. I skipped that one. Uh, yes, Winter Soldier did take shelter with Black Panther. There are six Infinity Stones. Groot is a Flora Colossus. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anyone who knows that. And Sexy Thor is the next one. <laughs> Close. Donald Blake is his alter ego. Um, Fantastic Four is where we first see Silver Surfer, so that was well played. The Avengers was the first film to make a billion dollars, and Coulson's been in five MCU films. Jade. Did you tally it up? Jade. What'd you get? I broke the bank. <gasps> what? I got the same amount of Coulson films. Your boy got five. Oh, Cinco in Espanol. You're just going to keep going up one at a time. Hey, if numerically you're going up one at a time, guess mm. what? That's still ascension. That's still a man <laughs> building his wall. That's still a man climbing that ladder. That's a man who knows how to answer his questions. you watched lately mjk well uh seems it's been a quite a while between episodes actually yeah. i got a pretty decent list right here sick i watched the movie featuring one of your favorite people in the world whoa big cool that's right jamie fox <laughs> looking for my drink here it is jamie fox film oh that was a new one wasn't it some bullshit vampire <laughs> movie <laughs> some bullshit what was it called again? Day shift. Oh, is it bad? So he's like a... It felt like something that was written... That's a, that's the sound to my heart. It felt like something that was written in the early 90s, like action movie-wise. Because a lot of the dialogue was like, you know, yeah, you got my back because we served together in Vietnam. Like, shit like that. <laughs> His character's name is, like, you know, Glenn Blakowski. He's he's a black man with a Jewish name, oh. like a like a Polish Jewish oh, name. Uh, Snoop Dogg's cast is pretty much like this redneck guns, super vampire killer guy. It was, it was weird. It was good if you want to watch a movie that's so self-aware of how bad it is. Right. I really hope they're aware of it. It's Netflix? Also, mm, yeah. It's also got... 
Dave Franco. No, oh, most famous. That sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> most famous for getting a ball thrown at him in Superbad. Him and his wife like the eccentric films. They don't like anything. Was Alison Brie been in this uh, eccentric? Just a lot of her stuff. Little Hours, Spin Me Round. They're the first two that come to mind. I haven't seen either of them, mm-hmm. but I loved her in Community. And oh, she's great. And Glow. And Glow, yes. Love her. You get to see your titties in Glow. That was oh, cool. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> are we talking about K-Heart in this episode, or have you got him next episode? This. Okay, cool. So I watched uh, The Man from Tirana. Oh, I too watched The Man from Tirana. Quick, what kind of car was Deborah? Um, I don't know cars either. It doesn't matter. Okay, cool. <laughs> Deborah. She was a car with four wheels and four doors. I actually didn't mind it. You didn't care for it at all. Nah. It was just... Silly. I knew pretty early in too, but somehow I've sat through it all. Well, congratulations, because oh. uh, both oh. with this and me time, uh-huh. when I got... Not a, me too. Yes, <laughs> as I keep accidentally calling it. I got about an hour and 20 in and I was like, surely this movie's almost over. And neither of them it's were. Long. Yeah, they're not short films. But I liked I liked Man from Toronto just surely for Woody. I th- that makes sense. I don't, I, I don't mind Kevin Hart when he does those characters that are so self-deprecating, etc., I like his humor, but the movie just didn't hit for me. And who was the who was the actress that played like the the person who fell in love with? Oh, it was Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was a, it was strange for her yeah. not to be like a top bill on something like yeah, that. Yeah, I liked she it. Was, yeah, yeah, just and Kaylee unexpected. Cuoco. And like I said, me time. I was pretty. I actually really liked the performance of Andrew Santino, who's one of my favorite comedians mm-hmm. slash podcasters. Tall redheaded bloke. If you watch the movie, you'll know who he is yeah. immediately. He stole the movie for me. Also. Who doesn't like a movie with Mark Wahlberg? Hey, guy. Good to see you. I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Um, and I also, for some reason, because I actually went through a phase of watching movies that made it obvious I really hate myself. I watched Scout's <laughs> Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, okay. It was Never like heard of it. 2015 film. It's got oh. the kid who played Cyclops in the latest X-Men okay, like, yeah, movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know the face, not the Ready name. Player One guy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like his movie before he hit. Um, it kept popping up on like you may like, uh, and I was like, you don't you know in. me Clickbait. at all. Clickbait. But they must, you know, know all my other streaming shit because I watched a stupid day shift or whatever the fuck it's called. because uh, I watched you. it on a different streaming service. <sighs> oh dear. Your boy watched Secession season three. <gasps> yeah, the one big at the Emmys. It was really good. Oh, it's how you sounded disappointed. Because they, I don't even know if they've started filming season four. It's Probably coming. Not. It's coming. Pro- it's coming. They, they won an Emmy again for best drama. It's coming. It's really good. You, I've told you this before. Yeah, I said. Uh, yeah, t- uh, Sam just started watching it as well for whatever reason because he's with this new shift. He's home by nine thirty. Um, so he's like, I got a bit of time up my sleeve, and he's enjoying it as well. So the humor's great. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's just no one really pretty for you to look mm. at. It's so. fine. That's fine. Hello. Game of Thrones, no one was pretty in that. Hey, there's, uh, an, there's an Australian lady in it. She's from our neck of the woods. I'll M- look. Vale. Adelaide. <laughs> she's from the five. She's from the five. I can tell you that much. Okay, the five. The she five. Ain't from no, not she might five, not be one, from six, five one. <clears throat> she probably from a five zero. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's an English creator, but it's an American show, an American cast, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, okay. But, you know, the, the lead is Brian Cox, and I don't know what his fucking accent is. I yeah, don't right. think he's American. 
Um, but yeah, mostly Americans. Jeremy Strong, Karen mm. Culkin. Culkin, I know about. Alan Ruck. Oh, Jeremy Strong. Forgot about him, yeah. Yeah. What do you know him from? Jeremy Strong. Am I th- um, getting confused with another name? Jeremy. I'm thinking of Jeremy Pivens because I watched him in Seinfeld last night. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the same person whatsoever. Not I just confused the name, not the person. You heard Jeremy and you went yeah, immediately correct. To, to the pivs. Moving on. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Pivot. Pivot. I watched, uh, I finished watching Miss Marvel. You finished watching Oh, that. yeah. Yep. I finished watching. Nice. Was... Catering to its audience. Yeah. MCU is appealing to lots of different pockets now, not the same, just action goers, which is cool. Because there's a bit for everyone in there, I guess. For what it was, it was perfect. Yeah, I like, thought so. Like I said from the episodes that we spoke about last time, I like the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was... The series, they've been rough for me for most mm-hmm. part. Because there's... <coughs> even, Agree. There feels like a lot of filler. Like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of filler, no killer. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do. Um. Oh, God. No. Oh. I watched... All of Better Call Saul. Yeah. Seasons one, two, three, four, five, six. Have you seen the them final. before? I'd seen, I realized, I thought I'd only seen the first two, mm. but I'd seen the first three. Okay. Almost the first three. Right. I'd seen up until about episode six or seven. Okay, so you've three. caught up now. It's all over. Uh-huh. That's why I said, oh God. <clears throat> and it didn't get any at the Emmys. Which is shocking. Yeah, people were talking about it the next day. Like it didn't get it again. It's been nominated. I heard this fact forty-eight times. And I got nothing. Not one win in its time. It's damn. I still don't rate it above Breaking Bad, but mm. I've watched Breaking Bad at least four times in totality, Jesus. back to back. Wow. So that means Better Call Saul. I've seen the first mm-hmm. two and a bit seasons mm. twice, and yep. the last bit once. Sheesh. But holy shit! What a fucking show. Yeah, wow. Great show. And the argument I saw on, mm-hmm. the, on the Discord online I saw... Well, I had to beat Succession. That was probably its biggest battle. ...was the, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's potentially one of the greatest shows of all time, you know, and awards are going to shows that you won't remember in two years. Mm-hmm. Not, not talking about Succession, mm-hmm. but just overall. I see what you mean, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. Also watched uh, our... Uh, Topic of conversation. I mean, no. uh, <laughs> train wreck coming up soon. And uh, that's me for now. MJK, in a nutshell, what he's watched since our last episode. Take it away, Jade. What? I'm directing myself? Hey, Jade, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. You got any questions about what I watched? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Not moving on. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Hey, girl, what you been watching, listening to, and or read? And uh, put your fingers to work with playing video games. <laughs> well, last we were talking, I needed one more part of the epilogue of Red Dead Redemption 2 to finish. Mm. And so, of course, I did that pretty soon after. I think maybe even that afternoon. Let's just spend the rest of this episode <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> Look, that's a whole other podcast. We could probably do a whole podcast on that just based on your game playing alone. Mm. Um, so I finished the epilogue and I did a bunch of map exploration because I knew there was like those towns from the first Red Dead that I hadn't quite yet explored or found on the map. So I did a bunch of exploring until the point where I went, okay, I think I've exhausted this game as much as I can this time around and I'll have a break from gaming. Whoa, what's happened? No, I just got excited. You said oh. this time around. Oh. I mean, you're going to play it again. <laughs> this time, oh, I don't know. I've got a few things I'm playing at the moment. So yeah, but Jade, we'll see what happens. Do you know what the future holds? Um, Red Dead Redemption 3. Anything, oh. which means... This is true. Never say never. 
you could have a low in gaming and go, you know what's a fucking beautiful game? It is a beautiful game. That I just, and, and you could say something kind of like a little, uh, like, you know, Western, you could say, you know what a game I haven't hitched my wagon to in a while? <laughs> Oh man, I need to get some of those sayings in my life. Right, I, right. I watched um, Hustle again for the second time, the Adam Sandler basketball film on Netflix. I oh, was you telling, watch it again. I did because Matt and Alice had watched it. Yeah, and they're way more basketball heads than I have ever been. Um, and so I was telling about it, and ended up just going back there and actually watching it with them. So it was cool to watch it with other people. I think that's always fun second time around. And then for some reason, because, oh, yeah, because I was, you know, Adam Sandler phase. I watched, I'm like, what have I not seen of his? So I watched The Do-Over, which was really unfortunate with David Spade. And they both fake their own deaths. Oh, God. To live out their fantasies. And, yes, and the, the, the crying their chick lives. that comes in every so often. Yeah, yeah, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. And you're like, what's this about? That was the yeah, only interesting the thing yeah. for me for that film. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. It no. wasn't great. Very B grade. But I had a couple of light chuckles i guess does spade get like a suspicious piercing or tattoo in that film uh i think there's a tattoo involved but i can't remember and he goes first or something a couple of months ago yeah (laughs) yeah i need you to live i don't know gross before i've seen it a long time ago yeah yeah i wrote down yes from 2016 so a little while ago now um and i finally finished Shit's creek so the entire series which ends with season five um, and then immediately, I don't think I wrote it. Oh no, I, no, sorry. Season six is the last season. So I watched that and then immediately watched the, the doco that's there on Netflix as well about how they prepared for the final season and what it meant to them and what it looked like behind the scenes. So it's called operation shits or something. Yeah. You know, what? Yeah. operation <laughs> shit. So yeah, watch seasons five and six shits Creek and the doco. I watched gray man with. Um, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling Chris, Chris Evans, Evans, Billy Bob Thornton, and probably a pretty lady. Anna de Armas? If that that's her. Yeah, yeah right. Um, the one that's playing Monroe? Yes, yeah, yeah. Blonde. Um, so that was pretty, that was fun action. It was by the, was it the Russo brothers? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lots of Avengers connections there with those. Yeah, of course, Gosling um, being the most important one. Yeah. <laughs> he played Deadpool, guys. Fun fact. Um, it's the other Ryan. Um, but the, like, that was kind of everything we were hoping for, just big, big action. And Chris Evans, just like, not a nice guy. Have you watched it? No, but I like the okay. idea of his mustache. Yes, right. Yeah. Love it. Um, I finished Back for Blood on PS5 with Scusi, Riley, and Mike. So they were playing on their PCs. I was on my PS5. So it's, um, it's a spin-off of the Left for Dead zombie series that was on Xbox back in the day. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we fought a lot of zombies and... Is Left 4 Dead the island one? Oh, you're thinking of Dead Island. Oh, that yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I also watched Man from Toronto, as you said. I watched season six of Riverdale. There's one more of that coming and then it's finishing because it's one of those many CW shows that's being wrapped up or... Is that redhead still in it? Yep. Has she got another show coming out or something? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Possibly. She's popular, so I finished reading uh, Empire of Storms by Sarah J. Maas, which is the Throne of Glass series, book five. I watched Prey on Disney+, Plus, which is the Predator prequel, if you will. I thought we were talking about that next episode. Um, That's why I didn't bring it up. (laughs) We can. Okay. (laughs) Um, Sure, but I watched it. And then um, I watched season one of Paper Girls on Amazon, which has already been cancelled, so it kind of sums up how that went. And I wrote Riverdale season six again. I'm not sure why I'm clearly tripping balls. Hey, is that redhead still in that? The guy I'm talking about this oh. time. Yeah. 
the one I met. Yes, KJ Apper is still in it. And uh, Love, Death and Robots, Volume 1. Do you have any questions for me except for why did I write Riverdale twice? <laughs> oh, that was that was the actual, like, had my heart beating a million miles. I was just like, is there two Riverdale season <laughs> part, six? Yeah, part A and part B. Season six. No, it wasn't really. Now, any questions? Just um, hmm. uh, with the, I, what? Is it Hustle? Yes. Do I need to watch that? Yeah. With a, with your friends. You like sports-themed films? If I like the sport and the theme in the film. Yeah, look. Like, you, I, I like you, Space yeah. Jam, but wow, I... Wow, this is true. I don't like... Actually, name any sports movie I actually kind of really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said to you last time, I mentioned it, like people that don't follow the NBA really enjoyed the film because you get into sort of the dynamic between Sandler and the basketballer. And I fell in love with the basketballer, the Spanish guy whose name you didn't even try and really pronounce because mm-hmm. it's so difficult. Um, and there is that, you know, that banter with Adam Sandler and his one-liners are hilarious. So with how he sort of deals with this guy. So yes, it's the short answer to that question. So do you want me to set that for your homework? No, because you don't do any of the homework I ever give you. <laughs> I'm the teacher. You're still behind from season one when I said, Jade, <laughs> hey, do this. But I watched everything that you said to no, you, watch. No, no, you haven't. Oh, did I miss one? Like a million things? Oh. I was like, have okay, this done. Okay, a million things. Name one. I'm being hyperbolic. <laughs> hyperbolic goes to look up if that's a word. Hyper, hyper, hyperbole, sure. This hyperbolic. Hyperbolic's a word. Truly okay. it is. We'll look it up and uh, we'll let you know if it is after this short break. Hey, Google! Your hyperbolical word? Hyperbolic. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Adjective. Relating to hyperbola. <laughs> Deliberately exaggerated. Hyperbola! <laughs> oh, the old hyperbole, aka hyperbole. It is a word added to the vocab list. We are here. Humanity. Humanity. Hyperbolic. <laughs> it's that English accent, isn't it? Hungry, hungry hippos. To not really pronounce the H. Because it's what it is. It's an H. <laughs> so it makes an R in the noise, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Or whatever letter follows. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy, <laughs> love aren't it, I? Love it. So distinct. So distinct. Wait, what are we doing? We are talking about our weekly topic, which is the documentary Trainwreck Woodstock 99. Short for 1999 for all you people born after that. And it has to be referenced <laughs> because not to be mistaken with... A certain love fest, mm. music, hippy dippy do, mm. <laughs> Woodstock '69. <laughs> 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 he said '69. Anyway, my uncle alerted me to this doco on on Netflix on my birthday, and I was like, "Oh, I just watched this. I think you'd really like it." Told me a little bit about it, and then just said, "Go watch it." And I went home that day, having a Friday night out, just flicked on Netflix, turned it on, episode one. Boom. What is it? Two hours later, I've watched all three episodes, about 50 minutes each. I was hooked. And then I think I text you like, oh, you should check it out. It's insane. And I was like, it's on my list, bitch. It's on my list, bitch. Shut up. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then maybe a week later, if that. I want to say You this. were watching it? Uh, it felt a lot quicker than that, but it's yeah. been eight weeks, son. So let's yeah, it was say, probably a couple of weeks. Yeah. 
you texting me like I'm just about to start it and you're giving me sort of live updates like this just happened and this just happened like oh you wait it's gonna get worse and it does so the start from the start start from the start basically they want to emulate the success of Woodstock 69 and other years um, they did a flip flop. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. They want to recreate sixty nine specifically. As you find out later in the doco, they tried to do Woodstock. I think they ninety seven. Ninety four. I go. thought. Yeah, ninety four. Also a colossal failure. Yeah. So they're trying to redeem themselves after that. Um, well, I don't know what to call it. It's not just it just flopped. They didn't make any money from it. It basically. was a financial. It was it was bad. And then it was bad. The promoter came in and he was like, "I can make you money from this." He was such a douche. <laughs> so you got these three guys or whoever many guys going in to make a new festival. Just I'm off the rails. Here. Oh yeah. But the guy, the original creator. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the one with the, mm. the, the resting weird. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of Dustin from Stranger Things growing up. <laughs> Same haircut. Oh my god! Same it's face. Dusty in the future. Yeah, that's not a good place to be because no. these guys go in money hungry, and this is basically the catalyst for why it ended up being a bit of a shit fest. And yeah, just really bad intentions for why they want to make this festival with no um, intention of sort of catering to their festival goers. So just, just a way of making money. 69 was in California, essentially in like a forest open area, just music. It was almost like a community atmosphere of, you know, people with, with food and clothing, mm. all that type of stuff. And, and obviously the were... music is what brought them all there. So that was... And it was during Vietnam, right? Uh, it was 69. 69, yeah. So, so that's, you know, peace, not war, that mantra. That was the... But mm. I wouldn't won't say catalyst, but that was the the goal of a like, goal, yeah. Let's make something beautiful. Just fast forward thirty years mm. from sixty nine. Mm. <laughs> it's the the corporate way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna put this on. And it's like, oh, it's gonna just be just like sixty nine, except we don't want to spend money on water. Mm. We want we're gonna sp- take their water from them as they come it's into the festival where they're standing. California, <clears throat> too expensive. Let's go to an abandoned airbase between I think Jersey and it New was York. Just New York, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <coughs> okay, in smoldering sun of you know, hundred degrees Fahrenheit it reached over that weekend, and it just keeps going from there, you know. Yeah, and so first ep establishes who these producers are, why they want to recreate '69. <laughs> what they want to do with it, them buying and hiring the the old airport and getting that space and going, yeah, this is a perfect space for it, getting the mayor under their wing and being all chummy with him and then um, just getting hiring all of the people, I guess, to work there, including the Peace Patrol, who yeah. were regular Joe people that were given, here, I'll give you 100 bucks to work over the weekend, you wear this yellow T-shirt that says you're the police patrol despite you not having any security or bodyguard, any sort of experience to cater this job and effectively. not forget the guy they interviewed who was on the peace patrol. Yeah, he essentially said, civilians there. I was a young ruffian who was basically, they were caught me stealing or something. And I was like, instead of doing that, do you want to make 400 bucks? Mm. You just need to wear this shirt and stuff. And keep the peace. Yeah. So because they're not police and then because they're not security and they don't really care about security. No. (laughs) They just let drugs and everything else become rampant within the festival grounds. They didn't care if it was happening right there in front of them. And again, we're jumping all over the place, but the guy that looks like Dustin from Stranger Things didn't want a police presence because he wanted to keep the peace and love, which is why. 
Peace Patrol. And then, like, which happens again later, but it relates to this, so while we're on topic, but you've yeah. got regular Joe people just going up to them going, I'll give you a hundred bucks for your t-shirt. And they they're like, think it's going huh. backstage. And yep, here's your shirt. Things. You're now employed, not. Uh, I've got my other shirt in my backpack, so it doesn't affect me. And then you've got randoms going backstage and really, again, not providing security to what is a pretty... It wasn't a violent... Well, it wasn't even violent th- in that people weren't fighting, but it was an aggressive, a very aggressive festival. Yeah, with, thanks for it, dude. With the frat boys, but like I talk about the... Uh, the sexual assault that was happening, that sort of aggression. And then this, the college guys just like, ah, beer, drugs, metal, blah, blah, blah. And the, the damage that they were doing to <laughs> and what they end up doing, which we'll get to um, later. So the first two things I had on my list when I was running out, what led to this shit fest that was Woodstock 1999? And the first one was naive and ignorant producers because they remain naive and ignorant Throughout the entire three episodes, the inti- that's right. Chose two, which means ignorance, because if you're naive, you kind of just don't know what's going yeah, on around. <laughs> Ignorant, uh, you're choosing to ignore the money, everything that's happening. The money bags guy, especially, mm. was always trying to throw blame to someone else. Yeah. Oh. It was. It was the kids because they, you know, they're they're young and whatever, and it's like yeah. they're also dehydrated and drinking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, they're not drinking water; they're drinking beer because it's probably given cheaper. Them water, it's like, well, Fred Durst should have shouldn't have been riling up the crowd. It's just like Fred Durst is doing what Fred Durst does, and these kids are already pissed off because they're living in trash. Yeah, if you'd given them a nicer place to sort of stay and exist for those three days, and given them water, they wouldn't have been so angry. So by day two, the the there was no sanitation rolling through there, which I think was also an issue because of the under the hand dealings like with the mayor and all that stuff. Yes. They probably wanted higher better contracts or something. Mm-hmm. And this is still this is the nineties. Mm. So there was probably some mob related things where no show deals and all that type of stuff. Uh so but by day literally first day the happens, first day the toilets second have day, gone. There's Poo in the toilets. There's no sanitation coming through to to pick up trash. There's trash literally everywhere. There's trash everywhere. And I'm looking at it, and the prices of bottles of water are like ridiculous, even for even for ninety nine of today. Yep. Yep. You know, so imagine how expensive it would have been back then. And they said, you know, as vendors were running out of things, they were raising the prices of shit. And these are all mostly, like you said, college kids, or as we saw, didn't have the the funds. One of the, the, the the chicks there who's like probably just slightly older than us now mm. she was only like 16 when that happened oh yeah yeah very very young it's and it's also reaching 100 degrees fahrenheit and they're yes. on asphalt so yes. you're just feeling that heat there's no and you're not hydrating there's no shade like, there was no shade there's nowhere for that heat to go there's no respite from that until nighttime comes and then it's just like hey i'm, I'm finally feeling relaxed now would be a great time to do some to ecstasy. let off some steam <laughs> yeah to do those drugs and everything else i'm gonna do and it's been proven that heat causes violence so mm-hmm. they should have known that they needed to be have a bit more lenient prices for water do whatever that's else that thing, we do with food that's but. another thing they handballed and said it was the vendors fault yeah they didn't want that's to, right the vendors were putting it up didn't want to pay for catering because it would be too expensive for them to put on the food thing so they put the contracts out to the vendors and then once the vendors are in there 
they can charge whatever. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Like food and water was independent pricing. They yes. could do whatever they wanted with their prices. That's like whenever, and they did. When we went to festivals like Soundwave and stuff, mm-hmm. everything was always stupidly. They was competitively stupid because yeah. they still wanted people to buy their shit. But it's like they all had an agreement. Like, yeah. let's all be this assholes is where we'll and charge, charge these kids like fucking a ridiculous amount of money for a two dollar cup of chips we'll charge them nine bucks yeah and I'll, <laughs> instead of having water i'll just uh, have drugs because yeah. they're all rampant and there was no policing and they were just dealing right there out in the open and they talked about the toxic masculinity that was present and it was there but it was elevated by the drugs it was elevated by the dehydration it was elevated by the anger at how they were being treated in like where they were being put, where how they weren't given any shade, how they couldn't even go to the toilets without literally stepping in shit. Um, just more and more things that they had to get angry about in the way they were being treated as people who were paid to be there. Another factor that influences this attention-seeking behaviour is MTV's spotlight the on the being event. There. That was my first thought. Cameras to play to. Just literally there was a shot of like a dude, he was just kind of like looking around or something and then his <laughs> eye caught the camera and it was only doing like a panic shot mm. and then it was, whoa, peace yeah, signs, yeah. like trying to keep his head in frame of the camera like, and then... Needing that attention. Once it like kept panning, because I think it was doing maybe like a 180 or a 360 yeah. or something and then the, as soon as it's off him, you, 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 don't, you don't hear him anymore. Like he's still within ear range, yeah. But I was just like, that—that's. I wouldn't say it's a factor, but whenever there's like, hey, hey, check. It's like, hey, mom. There's an audience. Mom, check you. Watch this. There's an audience that he's sort of talking to that's in his mind because MTV set up like you could pay whatever sixty bucks or whatever it was to have access to the three days. So if you weren't at the festival, you could still still see the music and obviously look around in the crowd to see what's there. And there was something with pay per view as well. Um, that that might pay per view and MTV. Yeah. It was live on air, so you know you couldn't edit things the way you wanted them to if you had um, aired this a little bit later. So you're getting a lot of antics and a lot of um, attention-seeking behaviour. So you've got that happening as well, and then pretty quickly you get a lot of nakedness, especially from the women with like shirtless women. Mm. Um, walking around again, attention from cameras, getting attention now also from all the guys. Well, like you said, it was really and hot. It was really hot. <laughs> and it was part of emulating 69 as well with that free hippie love, vibes, man. free love. But that doesn't go down very well because there's a lot of footage, thanks to MTV, of so made me feel so uncomfortable, of Luke's the just women just chicks. being manhandled, literally manhandled in front of the cameras. So God knows what's going on behind the cameras and there's more to discuss about that later. Um, and then when they're crowd surfing, they're being sort of groped in every which way as they traverse the crowd. Just just to go back on that. Yeah. Didn't, didn't one of the MTV presenter chicks mm. be all like some chick came through like crowd surfing? I was like, how was it? I was just like, I now hate every man. Like, yeah. Wasn't that? Some, yeah. 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 And I think also you've mentioned day two already, but there's <clears> the footage <throat> of those people leaving. And on day two, yeah. they're like, we're getting out of here. We want to go to the bathroom and have a clean shower because mm. after that, would, that blew up. That would have been me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were footage of people literally sleeping on the ground amongst all of the rubbish. And then so when they couldn't You're access. Using trash as pillows and shit. Yeah. yeah. And then they just, you know, all of this stuff's happening that we've just said. The tensions are rising and rising and rising. And part of that is just all these people to smash in the water taps so that they become showers and water is spilling like rain and 
now we have more access to it, but it kind of adds to the the terrain that's already covered in shit and the two things merge. And then we hear that story of that young chick that was there who got trench mouth mm-hmm. because she was drinking essentially people's shit. Poo water. And we're like, oh, so you brought up sanitation before and that's happening by day two. <laughs> it like You're like, this is disgusting. We've got all this sort of physical assault happening. You've got all this drugs happening, got no policing, you've got really hot, uncomfortable weather and environment, no shade, no access to water, shit everywhere, people already leaving, dudes trying to get the attention of the cameras, it's already sounding pretty bad and just still keeps going from this point. Mm-hmm. Um, then they try to um, pass some blame onto bands like Corn, who let's, let's rev start. the crowd up let's and they played day one. There we go. The evening of day one. Yep. And they they said it as, uh, you know, are you ready? And how it just went off. Yeah. And a lot of people, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Damn. A lot of people were saying, they're like, you know, that's when we thought it's something, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. this isn't what, what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And... They interview Jonathan Davis, which is cool. Which he is speaks up about it. Always great to hear from him. But he also s- said, you know, just the thing as a musician, when you got the crowd in the fucking palm of your hand. Yeah. And, and I, I was watching that. And meant seeing to have him there. Monkey just doing the... Yeah. And everyone's like... Ah. Here it comes. And then Fieldy does the... And then... Are you? And it's just... Yeah, kicks in. And the crowd get into it. They're loving it. There was nothing wrong with how they were reacting. That's moshing and jumping and singing and celebrating. That's what you do with the medals. Then there's no violence in that moment. I got way off track. But yeah, day one, Mm. the musics tried to lean some of the blame to the the, the JD. Mm. That kind of made no... This is why I was... Because we had the text correspondence. I was like, this is... I can kind of see where this is going. Still on the first episode. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that they were all like, you got all these dudes who were influenced by Fight Club and American Pie. That's right, I'm going to say it. Yeah. This happened in June or July, the summer of 99. Yep. Both of the, well, American Pie came out in September. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't track. And Fight Club came out in November. Oh, so it doesn't track. So to, to have like a direct correlation of those things. And then I, I almost got a beer in my bonnet about it. I'm like, that, yeah. no, no. Yeah, it's factually <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> and then... Then they're all like, oh, yeah, and then Corn takes the stage. And they're like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm missing something. Yeah, they're, they're Fight f- Club and Corn, what? They're using all this to kind of like foreshadow all the horrible shit that's going to come mm-hmm. up. But yeah. I'm looking at it, I'm like, what picture are they trying to paint? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the producers are the scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> let's, oh, yeah, let's keep time. focused on these. Ads. They never look good at any moment in time whatsoever. Because I think it's like they're doing um, press junkets throughout the... Every day. Every day going, yes. this is... What's happening and there this was is how we're dealing before with it. Before it had started, the, the morning of, uh, I think, the, the start of every day. And then even, uh, what happened? Something happened where they were trying to get on top of it. Because I think the fires were the last day, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't have to backtrack. I, I think they still did. They fronted the media and were I, all I think like, it might have been the Limbiscuit stuff that they were backtracking with the... The tearing down of the sound tower. There you go. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. You just want to take home some souvenirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, oh, what's the Limp Biscuit line? It's like, 
I'm gonna break something tonight and it's like mm-hmm. literally dudes just ripping down the co- the the wood frames of the sound tower and then crowd surfing on door frames amongst the crowd and Fred Durst getting amongst it as well. And so then they shift some of the blame now to Fred Durst and Lim Biscuit because they've revved up the crowd as well. And instead of sort of slowing it down or stopping to let people settle, they just become the crowd surfers as well, or mostly Fred Durst. And he's just, you know, the everyday guy at this point, at the height of their, well, this the incline. This, peak, is, yeah, yeah, this, this, is this them, was the biggest thing ever for him. Their big break, really. Yeah, because you don't, you don't... Touring uh, with corn. 99 like that they were where they should have been they should have been one of the opening acts yeah on a, on, on a day two of a thing they weren't a closer they weren't anything like that at that point no but they were right in that window right in the pocket they they could have you know caused some serious damage which the producers will tell you they did uh-huh and then yes yeah, so now we do actually have we've had showers well water taps bashed in to become showers to access the water a bit more easily in the heat and now we have the sound tower being destroyed. Like, we've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of here. Um, fearing for their life um, and blaming the music and everything. So that's being destroyed. And they're, they're partying. Like, as soon as the metal stuff's finishing, and I felt sorry for Bush having to go off to court that night. But that was pretty funny. They did mellow them out a bit. But then they rev them back up. And that's where all the ecstasy is probably happening as they put on those rave tents. Um, it would have been see... happening before that, but yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, there would have been literally homies walking around, being yeah. all like, "I'm literally just handing Jade something like, here, here, yeah, take this, have a good time." Yeah, you want this? You're like, do I? And that goes, and then that kind of leads to Moby Dick. Debauchery. Is it Moby Dick? Moby. Just Moby Dick. No, Why did I say Moby Dick? Neither. You know, maybe I'm thinking of Flea, and he'll come up in a minute. It's, it's neither <laughs> of those things, by the way. It was um, wait. If it wasn't Moby, right about now, the Fonk Soul Brother, Fat Boy Slim, there you go. he plays in the rave tent, if you will. And there's at one point, the this fucking van just cruises on in into the middle of hundreds and hundreds, I'd say thousands of people. You're like, oh my god, like someone's been able to get into a van somewhere in that those festival grounds and drive it into a tent where thousands of people are watching Fat Boy Slim perform. <laughs> You're going. What the heck? And that's actually when they stop it, the producers and everyone else, and say, oh, we probably should do something yeah, here. Yeah, Fat Boy's not going to continue his set until we get that van safely like, out of here. Boo, yeah. <clears throat> Fat Boy for a while there, I thought was going to just keep revving. I was like, this isn't my problem. I'm, You know, like Jonathan Davis said, I've got them in my palm of my hand right now. Mm. I'm doing a dope set. But he does stop and... Um, <laughs> He does well, stop, and then DJs they get it like out of there. That notoriously, don't care about human life. They just yeah. They, they want their money. They they know that the, the only reason the kids rock up to do drugs. They don't even care about the music. Then you had that the the black singer, the old dude. Oh, day James one, Brown. James Brown performs <laughs> day one to kind of set the tone of what would be more sort of sixty nine than ninety nine, and he's like standing backstage. Pay me my going, money. I'm not going on the stage until you pay me my money. I need this up front. And we're like, what the heck? Yeah, that's, the... a, that's a 60. That's an old school thing. The prerogative of this guy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, He goes on. But what's the set? Who was the musical act where they're throwing all their plastic bottles towards him? Wasn't that Wycliffe John? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. What does he say to make them throw it? I he think he was something. doing like a rendition of like the he was national doing... anthem or something. Like. 
Yeah, I can't remember because like, there was Hendrix was playing. Yeah, but why were they throwing the bottles? And I'm just he did this. He, he yeah, he, like, he invited it. for it. Yeah, the amount of bottles that were just plastic water bottles just flying. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, the litter. Like you wouldn't see that now. But I was worried for his fingers playing them guitar, man. The guitar. That's what I was. I remember about. that. That was like a very interesting wide shot behind yeah. from the stage perspective of like everyone must have had a water bottle in their hand and everyone and is now one, throwing yeah. it because ending up towards here um and then you have the last day where all of this has already all happened that we've mentioned and it's continuing to happen um and we'll just move past the fact that something happened in that van that came into the fat boy slim yeah area we'll get past that but that was um a height yeah more sexual assault basically long story short that occurred in that van um and that was a big part of the news storylines after the the chaos that was that festival um but day three one of the performers and it's interesting we don't see any rage against the machine performing no interviews or anything like that oh they don't do that shit and that I guess probably shouldn't surprise us. Um, but then we see Red Hot Chili Peppers play on the last night and we see Flea <laughs> free-spiritedly, very naked on stage, playing bass guitar and flinging his I didn't get to pieces. finish this story, <gasps> but we were speaking before we started recording. Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of the interviews, is, oh, maybe I did, but they, it was just like the vibe of the 60s. And yeah. They were like, you know, yeah, if you want to, you can be naked. You He's can like, be naked. I can be naked on stage. Really? And so, yeah, and this is what I know from all the way back when it happened. And yeah. it's literally cut scene to him naked on stage. And I was like, I can see that man's penis. <laughs> this, is, this is actually happening. This is an uncensored flea dick. Because we were in like year seven at the time. I had no idea about it. But you were saying that you and Twiggy were watching bits and pieces yeah, of it on MTV. Yeah, seen it a couple of years later. Cause oh, okay. This was when illegally downloading shit was, you know. Starting we and you had a bit more of, of an interest in that music yeah, and whatnot. so we would have been... Actually, we're probably more closer to 15. Probably year 10. Yeah. Which is when I know we I started yeah. getting into metal as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they're playing. <laughs> and what do the producers do even after all this stuff that's happening? They're like, Pop, Bol- Columbine had just happened. So a big high school shooting massacre, which was devastating and disgusting and still somehow happens today. And they're like, all right, look, let's back reflect when, back uh, on this. School shootings and school massacres mm. were so troublesome that you say Columbine and everyone knows what it is opposed to now when... Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. You say a school and you're like... And they're like, oh, huh? did, did they have a bake sale this week? No. Nope. It's like, no, no, the school shooting. You're like, also, oh. we're going we're gonna to strap the teachers because it's their problem. Yes. So they're like, okay, to um, show support for the people that um, whose lives were lost or families who lost people in Columbine and... To spread ideas of love. Anyway, they're like, let's give everyone a candle. Was it a scented candle? I hope so, because everyone would have stunk. So, yeah. hope it was. But they gave everyone a candle. Not to mention there was the, the rumour going around that there was going to be a huge closer for the show. Yeah, the right. So, this is feeding from, into it. This is feeding into it. Yeah, like, ranging from David Bowie to... I don't know who else. That's the only one that sticks out in my mind. I'm like, how could you keep under wraps, David Bowie? He wouldn't do that. Anyway, and then instead, the closer was a video of Hendrix playing guitar. <laughs> so that fired them up more. So you got Chili Peppers playing. You've got them all being given candles um, to spread peace, not hate. 
and then they all start lighting fires. And this is at the same time they're realising there is no final act. They're just playing us a video of Hendrix at previous Woodstock. And so there's fire upon fire happening and it's expanding and it's getting worse and worse. And then at the same time that has sort of kicked off, the vendors have all put up their shutters, or not really shutters, but just covered up all of their shops to go, all right, they don't need to buy anything else, but they're kind of losing it. So we kind of need to protect ourselves. And so they run straight to the vendors and start... Um, well, they just break into all of the shops yeah, and get to the ATM dis- festivals. Destroying shit and, yeah. So they slowly move from the fires to yeah. to where all of the, the vendors are. Because there's no other axons. They've got nothing else to do. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a trail of destruction. They're just smashing it, them in. They're smashing open the ATMs to try and get to lose fire cash. Fire and violence and just, they're just fueled by wanting to see destruction. So. Absolute destruction. And so... Just when you couldn't think it get any worse, it does. And everything bad that could have happened did. And I just couldn't believe any of it as I was watching it. It just ropes you in because, you know, they are telling a bit of a narrative and I'm sure they took some liberties and we know they did. But still, this a lot is, of that did happen because we see it. This is why Burning Man is so successful. Mm-hmm. They literally have a criteria. Mm. If you attend... Yeah, you need to be contributing in some way. Yeah, you need to like either contribute food or like on your way in you bring ice. Yeah, or whatever. Jesus. Um, the vendors, I think, like a part of whatever the setup is. It's it's like a three day festival or whatever it is. That yes, there's a lot of crazy sex. Yes, there's a shit ton of drugs. There's god awful music, but it's a destination thing. Yeah. That isn't funded by uh, people who just want to make a buck mm. off of the mm. name of something that was successful in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, That's it. This, is, this is exactly, which is ironic because it ended with burning the shit down, <laughs> which is the whole point of Burning Man. Yeah. Once the the parallels are uncanny. <laughs> The parallels uncanny. And the whole time through, continually interviewing the producers and they're still not admitting defeat or saying that it was not good. <laughs> like They're like, people are having fun. Yeah. They're, they're liking it. They're liking what we put out there. Like, oh, and like you said, they're, they're okay. chummy boy, the mayor as well. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this was oh, a we'll recent do, success. We'll do this again. We'll have them back next time. And like that clearly did not happen. And it just... And then, yeah, this is... I, just, I wanted to look up how long that mayor still stayed in charge in that place. Yeah, that's so true. And, uh, yeah, it was just a very interesting little doco series about something I had no idea about. And, I, you know, I love a lot of those bands. So I had that um, way yeah, in as well. It was fucked because you go from something like, you know, the just the overall, just the vibe of people's lives more or less being ruined and then you're bopping up and down because you're like yeah oh, give me something to break you know? break your fucking face tonight you know give me something to break yeah that was insane and i just yeah got hooked in at watching that um and of course yeah not knowing anything about it um i just couldn't believe what what i was seeing and hearing and what actually went down so and the devastating part is it's not at all surprising. Yeah. Well, that's the unfortunate part, isn't yeah. it? So, I mean, if you haven't heard of this happening or maybe you've heard bits and pieces of Woodstock 99 or the doco, it's still very accessible. I think it's still in the new release section of 
Netflix when I was looking through last night. So and what's like what's popular or whatever that other portion is. Yeah, is still yeah. Out there. Trending now or most yeah, popular. Even um, like podcasts I listen to. I listen to a lot of American podcasts by comedians, and some of them are in our age demographic. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like 10, older, twenty years yeah. older. Who would remember? All it. talking about. Yeah, they would so, remember. So because it. it's like. The people close to our age, that's the music they love. Whereas those people, they might have been, they're all like, oh yeah, I remember Limp Biscuit. Mm, you know, mm. like, yeah, that's not, true. not as to the point of like, yeah, I fucking love Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Just Which, remember by the way, who they are. It makes me very comfortable that they admit that they like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I'm like, I thought <laughs> we were supposed yeah. to be shamed by this. <laughs> no, and it's like the when they released the Bowling for Columbine doco about that school shooting, and like a big part of the narrative in the doco is the blame that was put on Marilyn Manson for mm. being the the reason why these boys went and shot a whole lot of their schoolmates. And they interview Marilyn Manson as well. And he's very, like, this guy's got a lot of issues with other stuff in his life. But he was yeah, very, this is yeah, this, on, is before, <laughs> this is before um, other allegations about him have come out. But at the time, he's taken a lot of heat for the re- because these two boys listened to his music and that must be the reason why they shot everyone, which we know is not the reason. Well, just... Agreeing with you and also adding another factor yeah. to that, um, they also interviewed Matt Stone, co-creator of South Park. Oh, wow. Because they that's were right. putting yeah, the same blame right. on it. Like, yep. these boys were in Marilyn Manson shirts and South Park shirts. Gotcha. They had the devil in them, you know. Yeah. Uh, they were getting the that's blame. The, yeah. So there's always someone else that they want to blame. That's what we know <laughs> from all of this. It's just like, oh, it's not our problem that people were getting aggressive or being toxic. It's someone else's problem. And metal that's, music seems to be an easy target. Yeah, well, that's just white people in general. They always try to point <laughs> the blame at someone else. All the Karens, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would give it, what would you give it out of your seven-star rating system? For, for the three episodes collectively? Yeah, I'd yeah, say collectively. Probably, I'd say like 5.5. Yeah. But that middle episode when mm, yeah. essentially everything happens, yes. I'd probably give it a 6.5 or a yeah. 7. It was excellent. Yeah. Which Absolutely probably raises not. the rest of them because <laughs> the other two weren't that bad. So I'll give Just them a six, six out of seven. Six out of seven. Yeah. I like it. I agree with that score. And I think that you should. everyone should go watch it. brings us to the end of another ep and it has been a while since we've been talking to each other so it's been nice oh it's been alright yes I say and we'll definitely record another ep real soon yeah sounds good and is there anything you're looking forward to watching in between the episodes three and four yeah I've uh, kickstarted watching a certain Kevin Bacon show City on a Hill oh hey go fuck yourself you'd already anyway we'll discuss it next time but Mm. City on a Hill um that's about all I can think of right now. Oh, nice. I've got some cartoons I need to finish, but uh, some cartoons. Yeah, that's about all I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm just a little disheartened because uh, my football team lost a preliminary final today. Mm, yes, I came here about twenty minutes after the fact. Three points, two points, single fucking oh, point. One. Do you know what? It was one point in nineteen ninety six when they beat Essendon. 
Yeah, the I only know. other time they've had a prelim at In the SCG. S- yeah. Wow. Guess Fun what? Facts. They they said that like ninety two uh, times. Oh yeah, they probably did. I only watched the bit of the third quarter and the last quarter. Yeah. And I heard it twice. So yeah, I can imagine. Uh-huh. They love to repeat. Uh-huh. Love to repeat. So hopefully you by next effort over that. I don't know why you brought it up. Um we'll have a grand final winner by then, but we don't we probably won't announce it on the podcast. <laughs> Because the little known fact is we record two eps at a time and the grand final's another week away. Yeah, and go fuck yourself, Geelong and Sydney and your supporters. You're all a bunch of... Oh, like, calm down now. Calm down. Are you going to ask me say? what I'm going to watch next? Uh, you're going to watch the, the Essendon coach get sacked in two weeks? Hey, hey, hey. Just because you're in a bit of a sore spot right now. Hey, doesn't if have we to bring li- me down If with we it. lived in Melbourne, that's all mm. you'd be talking about. Right? Oh, don't worry. I get enough of it as it is, so... I don't need to live in Melbourne for that to happen. I just asked you, what are you, what oh. are you looking forward to watching, bro? <laughs> you did not, you <laughs> piece of shit. I am, look, I have been watching what a show called. <laughs> you like, wait. <laughs> because if I release another episode in a week, I'm not going to watch five seasons of this show in a week when it's a school term. Yeah, but like, you were so like. So I'm just letting you know that I'm watching a show called Broad City huh. and I will discuss it I love next Broad time. City. Oh my, Abby, what's oh, my, f- oh my god, don't even start Don't okay. even start, right. that's so cool But uh, we're going to be Back sooner than later uh, What got, would you like to say? I got two words for mm. you mm. Bye That's one word And you're going to yeah. say Kip Crew Removing one, adding <laughs> more words <laughs> Kip Crew represent Bye Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.